0: to another episode of the foreign lady podcast i'm your host the bottom line and elizabeth so on today's episode we were talking about angela and michael from 90 day fiance in the episode angela showed up to michael's house in nigeria to confront him her actions in the episode was beyond disgusting and criminal she damaged his car and assaulted him yet the network tlc has not made any statements or removed her from the show Does the double standard apply here if the roles were reversed? People would be in an uproar. Next, we are discussing the former L.A. City Council member, Neri Martinez, and her derogatory comments about the black son of one of her white colleagues. She called him a little monkey in Spanish and said he should be beaten for misbehaving. Why are black children not given the same grace just to be children and make the same mistakes as other kids? Plus, we will have an open discussion section. Let's get into it.
1: Great job. <laughs> so, as you know, last week, my co-host led the show. And uh, this week, we decided maybe we'll give him just one more chance. And, of course, with my guidance and help, we'll see how he does.
0: That means I'm going to
1: fail. Let's end the show right now. <laughs> you remember whose show this is, okay? Our show. <laughs> Our show. You remember who runs this ship, Okay.
0: Who keeps it afloat, though? <laughs> I, I could
1: keep coming with him. <laughs> Got jokes today. Okay. All right. As always. Let's get into it, you guys. When I saw this episode, I wasn't too happy because I knew what the situation would be and what the consequences would be if this was a man that did something like this. And all too often do we see women be the aggressor and they get a pass. And I don't think that that's something we should be promoting in society. For those of you who don't know, 90 Day Fiance is a show on TLC. And now, I mean, they've had many spinoffs on their Discovery Plus channel or streaming service. And, you know, there's like 90 Day the Other Way, 90 Day Single, 90 Day franchise is just huge 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 one of the couples that are there are angela and michael and i actually liked them as a couple i thought they were kind of weird but i liked i liked michael michael is nigerian yeah so clearly i'm a little biased here (laughs) but uh he just seems like a really sweet guy very nice he seems to care about angela and angela on the other hand is a very interesting person um, she's one of those just very loud people. And when other countries see Americans and see people like Angela, that is why they think that Americans are not great people. Because when you see that sort of entitlement and I'm an American and I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, you're not the only person people in the world. You're not the only person in the world. There are other countries that are other people of other races and ethnicities and blah 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 out there like chill out but anyway Angela and uh, Michael got married on the last season and she's been trying to file for a K-1 visa for him so he can come to America pandemic happened and as we know a lot of things got stalled and they hadn't seen each other for two years because of the travel and you know things like that But they had an agreement where Angela being she's retired. And so she gets some kind of like pension or basically she has money. She told Michael that she doesn't want him to work and that she would take care of him, kind of be his sugar daddy. And she didn't want him going out there. And, you know, Michael's in his 30s. Michael is 34 and Angela is an older woman. She's 53, I believe, 53 or 54. Anyway, cut the long story short. She doesn't want him to work. And she wants him to get rid of his Instagram. But Michael wants, you know, he, he wants to do something with himself. He wants to be an influencer. He wants to make videos and, and make a little money. He doesn't want to depend on her, which is the pride of a lot of African men. Like, Not a lot of African men, are, especially Nigerian men, are going to just sit at home and twiddle their thumbs like, and not work. That's just not how they're built. But he you know he did it for her because he loves her and and that's what she wanted, and he knows she's a very jealous type. her being elderly is she she's self conscious, but this is where the kicker is. She accuses him of cheating while she's the one who has been talking to other men online. Just the way she talks to this guy is just so incredibly degrading. And just it, it, like, if a man talked to a woman like that, it would it would be criminal. It's disgusting the way she talks to this to this man. So anyway, they have one of their big fights. And she decided that she was just gonna pop up on pop up on Michael and just show up at his house. Now this his house is not down the street, or in another state, or just, you know, around the block around the corner. She decided to pop up over 3000 miles away and go to this man's house in Nigeria, okay? She sat on that damn plane for t- ten hours, or however many long the de- hours the flights are, to go pop up on this man. And she gets to his home, and the first thing she does is just start cursing him out. She destroys his car, like rips the breaks the window, breaks the 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 the, the license plate, breaks the panels off the car, and just yelling and screaming. And he finally comes out and tells her, what, "What? first of all, what are you doing here? The next thing she does is she hits him, literally just slaps him in his face, is beating him up and just assaulting this man. And he does nothing. He is indefensible the whole time. He never raised his hand to hit her never does anything and just wants her to leave and to just stop. My qualm with this is if this was a man that pulled a stunt like this. Not only would he have gotten kicked off the show, but he would have been arrested for assault and battery for domestic violence and a whole of other charges. And so my question to my co-host and maybe to the rest of you guys is, why is there such a double standard when women are the aggressors? Like, do we not believe that that men could be could be victims of assault uh, or in domestic violence as well? Because they absolutely can be. So what, are you, what is your thought on this story, and, and what do you think about this?
0: I mean, it, it is the culture. It's what we see in movies. is what, what we're comfortable with. We're more comfortable with men being the villain in movie shows, TV shows. It's ingrained in us that way, And then when we see it happen in the opposite direction, we don't know how to react. If you ever watch "Nature," the lion is always hunting the buffalo. And you look at it as, okay, the lion is going to get his, his dinner tonight. And that's just natural. It's sad, but natural. But when the Buffalo are the ones fighting back, we kind of cheer and root for it. We want the Buffalo to win. And I feel like that's kind of how we, we look at these situations. It's like we're so used to it being men that it's hard for us to imagine men as victims. Although I watched the video, I'm really shocked that this man didn't knock her out.
1: He did not lift a finger to defend himself. Nothing.
0: So she could not be controlled. And the way I saw it, and sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. The way I saw it was that this is the world she grows up in the West with, in America with. Mm-hmm. And I believe that for years, she's probably gotten her way with that attitude. Mind you, she has to go marry a 34-year-old Nigerian man to be happy. But probably for a lot of her life, She's gotten away with that attitude and she brought that to another country. Oh, no, you better you better think twice.
1: Exactly. you Not
0: bring that when you you got too much freedom in America that allows you to act like that. But if you bring it to another country, they're not having it.
1: And she she did that in another country, not on American soil. You are doing this in Nigeria, of all places where you don't raise your hand to hit a man ever. A woman hitting a man in Nigeria in any African country? Are you crazy?
0: You know, it's funny. So I remember one time talking to an African woman and she was telling me about domestic violence. And she was saying it's not like in America. Like oh. if a woman is dealing with domestic issues or whatever the case may be that's between you and your man.
1: Yeah. And if
0: it does get to a point where it's too much, it's your family that has to step in. Maybe your family will do something. Right. Something involving like a serious sexual assault kind of thing. They might take them out if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, those kind of issues, like you wouldn't get the police involved like in America, right? It will be the family, the community that deals with it. And then in this other story about this woman on online, she talked about starting a business in Africa. She was a black woman and she went to Africa, brought, bought some land there and are some discrepancies. So she's going to go handle it. You know, she's like, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. And the African man that she was talking to wasn't having it. And when she was bringing that masculine energy, he was matching it and more. Mm-hmm. And She realized that the more she was trying to be masculine, you know, probably aggressive or whatever. He was getting aggressive. Like he would be grabbing her arm and like, oh, don't talk to me like that. And that's when she realized, oh, she's not in America anymore. Nope. Then she switched modes. She went from masculine energy to feminine energy. She's like, sir, you're, you're grabbing me. And suddenly he relented. Basically, she came back with that story and said, hey, you can't don't think you could bring that masculine energy that you have in America to other countries because it may not go down the way you think.
1: No. And she she is is so lucky, so lucky that he's not that type of guy, because if he wasn't if he was that type of guy, she didn't make it out of that country. Just Hmm. being honest, she is damn lucky that Michael was not that type of guy, because if he was, she would not have made it out of that country.
0: Mm. And, and I do want to say this, though, because it's like we don't want to, to have that wrong idea of what happens in other countries, especially no. Africa. No, because what I've noticed is that when I'm around African groups of people, Nigerian, Ghanaians, I notice that the women are so feminine and the men are so protected when the women are bringing that feminine, maternal, wifey energy, mm-hmm. you know, like serving a man a plate of food. That's not, that's not a big deal to them. They're happy to give you a plate of food. Yeah. you know, When you're a man about his business, when you're like, Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I do this. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, hey, do you want something? They want to be like, <laughs> hey, would you? like, and listen. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything. It's just what I've seen when I'm around. Yeah.
1: Them. They don't respect. Right. Masculine energy from women. Right. Not at all. And, like you said, you can't. Mm-hmm. You cannot go with that kind of energy. It's just not going to end well. Yeah,
0: and so I notice how like it's a much different environment when I'm hanging around black people from other countries. It's like when you're in your lanes, in this, in a sense, when you're bringing that femininity, it matches with that masculinity. Like there's, a, it's, it's cordial, it's harmonious. But when you're aggressive and angry, like No one wants to be around you. No no one's going to jump in to protect you when you say you're so strong and this, that, and the other. Yeah. Who's going to come to defend you when you're acting like a man?
1: Not to cut you off, but that's something that I I do want us to get into this whole, and I think that's more of an American culture thing, right? This whole idea of women being strong and independent and I could do anything and I'm this and I can be mom and dad. And you don't see that in other countries. You don't see that kind of. Yes, women are, are strong, but they're strong in a, in a very subdued kind of way, right? Like it's not in your face. It's they take care of their families. They take care of their husband. They take care of their kids. They, they do what they do, what they need to do as women, but still maintaining that femininity. Right. But I just feel like here we have to, you have to kind of prove that. I could, I could do what men do as well. I can be a man as well. And this is something that I've sort of like, I would say learned like something that I've learned as I've gotten older and I, and I kind of see different things and and, and I'm, I'm like, like, I'm just like fascinated. I'm like, Oh, huh, this is more of a, like an American culture type of thing. Cause you don't really see this with other women of other, other countries. Am I, am I, am I just like off here or what, like, what do you think?
0: No, no. I've had this conversation with Americanized women. When they compare themselves to women in Africa, especially black women who are strong, independent, all that type of stuff. And they'll say things like that. Well, the women have to do that because they have less in those countries. Mm. And then I said, well, what about when they come here and they still want a family? Right. And they still come here and they're still getting married, still getting their career, but they, they know where their priority lies. They don't just come here get get a job and want to be strong and independent. no, they still want a, they still want a family and they still believe in traditional values right. so what's your excuse then? I was like, you know that that strong independent stuff is really taught here, and it seems like down the road you end up regretting it,
1: yeah, and I don't think men want want that kind of energy as well. Do you know what I mean like men men don't want to date like a man doesn't want to date another man right well al- exactly that was not i felt like that statement came out wrong but uh because
0: well, well in the context <laughs> of what we're talking about yes we're talking the about context we of what we're
1: talking about a man doesn't want to date the same man energy from a woman let me put it that way
0: and, and um, we got to be clear we got to separate because again because of how what we're taught here we're, we're just taught that manhood means toxic masculinity it means aggression like in this case we mean a person who's unruly and difficult, like a woman is just being unruly and difficult. We don't like that when we could just sit down and talk about it. Just tell me what's wrong. You don't have to get up in my face. Act like you're going to fight me. Like j- This is not even something men do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Men don't even do this type of stuff. It's very rare that a man steps to another man's face because we know where it's going to go is going to go into a fight. And when you get to a certain age, you're not trying to end up in a hospital. You're not trying to get hurt like that. The only time you want to fight is if it has something to do with either protecting your life or protecting the life of somebody close to you. Outside of that, reasonable men who have something to lose, (laughs) common sense, something to lose, they got a family to take care of, they're going to walk away. Yeah. They're not going to get into foolishness. Yeah. So this behavior is not associated with men. It's It's just associated with bad behavior and like bad behavior is somehow rewarded in America. Like if, if you're a woman with bad behavior, you, you get to go on OnlyFans, you get to go on a reality show, and, and then that's how it's somehow encouraged. But anywhere else, you're ostracized.
1: Yeah. When it comes to, I know we're kind of gearing off topic and we'll we'll get back to Angela and Michael in a bit, but I wanted to kind of just point this out. When it comes to the whole, like, how women in America versus like women in other countries, especially when it comes to like sexuality, I just feel like it's very in your face, right? Speaking for myself, talking about sex kind of makes me uncomfortable. That's just because it's not something you we talk about in the culture. Like it's, it's, it's a private thing that you just don't talk about. I found here that people like women are, are very out there with it. You know, we see it in the music videos and the music and, and the TV shows. Like we see it, it's kind of in your face everywhere, but it's like, n- not all women want, want to be, want to soil their old wild oats and, and want to sleep with every man because they, they want to feel like a man, you know what I mean? Or they want to have their power back and have a hot girl summer and, and do what they need to do kind of thing. Right. That doesn't make you sexually liberated, if that makes sense. It just doesn't. So I just, I feel, and that's why I, I kind of said like, it's, it's really in your face from the whole independent thing to the whole sexual liberation thing to, to everything. Everything is very bold and very in your face and very extreme. And I don't know why that is. Anyway, that's just what I wanted to say.
0: Honestly, it could be, it could be a couple of reasons. Like I b- I believe one of the things that changes people's behaviors is just resources. Like, the more access to freedom that you have, the more independent you want to be. You don't want to follow rules. And you find out later on, those rules are what actually keep us happy.
1: Yeah. And in the case of Angela, she's just very unruly and just, I mean, she's literally the poster child for why other countries cannot tolerate Americans. Like she just has this brash attitude and going to this man's country, showing up at his house, destroying his property, and then proceeding to, to commit assault and battery on him. Come on. We're not trying to promote violence or we're not trying to say, you know, say, you know, this other country is, is, you know, whatever, but you can't pull a stunt like that. And then for the network to continue, still have her on the show and not say anything. Like if it was Michael that had done something like this, he would be kicked off the show. He would have, you know, he would have been arrested. He would have he would have been all the, the you know the the man that that the he would have been the black man that hit this white woman. Right? Of course. But it's okay for her to do that to him? I don't know. I just I just I just thought it was just not very kosher. And
0: the funny like thing it. is After behaving that way, she turns around and act like she's the victim. Oh, I care about him so much. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then she tries to, she starts crying and acts like she's the victim after you just assaulted this man. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. TLC, I hope you you kick her off the show. This is not the first time she has been, like, if you, if you've watched the show and you've seen the history of the show, she just belittles him all the time, all the time.
0: But I thought she said you liked the couple.
1: I mean, in the beginning, it was endearing, but now it's just becoming very abusive. Like, as time goes on, it's just become really like at first they were they were kind of, you know, they were cute. They were they were nice and they were, you know, they, they, they were palatable. But as time went on and, and you kind of see how she talked to him and how she treated him and and he would bend over backwards to try and make her happy. And she still wasn't happy. And, you know, it was just a lot. And it just got exhausting after a while. I I just hate the whole double standard and this whole idea of, oh, a man can be a victim. Yes, they absolutely can. And women should be held accountable for that, too. And if you can't keep your hands to yourself, then you should have to face the consequences, no matter who you are, man or woman. There's no reason why you cannot have an adult conversation. And it has to that's all you know, that's I've never understood that. Why does it have to always be? Violence. Why do you have to raise your hand to, to, to hit somebody or to slap somebody or punch somebody? Why? You don't have the words. You can't be an adult and have a conversation if you're upset. Like it has to lead to physical contact.
0: You got to understand the world tells her she doesn't have to be an adult. Too much of the culture says you're not supposed to be a man, but actually, we don't care. We don't, it's like our well being as men doesn't matter in the long run. And that's what we're taught in society.
1: Well, I just didn't like it. All right, let's move on.
0: Okay, topic number two, Nuri Martinez. So Times did a report on her when they released some secret recording of her making some very racist remarks. According to the LA Times, Nuri Martinez made openly racist remarks, derided some of her council colleagues, and spoke in very crass terms about how the city should be carved up politically. Martinez and the other Latino leaders present at the time were seemingly unaware of the recording. As Martinez said, a white council member handles his young black son as though he weren't an accessory, and described Councilman Mike Bonin's son as a monkey in Spanish. During the conversation, Martinez described Bonin at one point as a little derogatory word, B-I-T-C-H. I don't, even, I don't like cursing.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Martinez also mocked this word I've never said in my life. <laughs> oh, exicans. Oh, exicans. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is
1: either.
0: Oh, exicans. And said, F that guy. He's with the blacks. While speaking about Los Angeles County District Attorney, George Gasson. She has since resigned and apologized. Thoughts on these politicians and the bigger issue of why black, black children are not awarded the same luxury of just being kids that make mistakes and act like kids, like other children of other races.
1: Wow. This is a big one. Let me paint the picture for you guys out there. So there's this councilwoman in L.A. called Nuri Martinez. The L.A. Times did a expose on her where there were some recordings of her talking with three other council members. And they were talking about one of these, uh, this white council member who adopted a black son. And his name was uh, his name is Mike uh, Bonin. And so apparently there were there, you know, the boy was at a parade with the parents. And let me just go by saying Mike Bonin is a he's gay and he and his partner adopted a young black boy. So the boy was at the float parade with his parents. I think they did it in LA. I don't know if it was a pride parade or some kind of parade in LA and he was acting like any other normal. I believe the kid is like three or four normal kid stuff. You know, he was not very happy. I'm sure it was maybe a hot day and he didn't want to be on that damn float and kids are kids. And, uh, she, she said that if that was her, that was her kid, or, you know, if if the, boy, if the parents can't control him, they should have taken him. She'll take him to the back and, and beat his ass. That was also in the recording and then referring to him, you know, as a little monkey in Spanish. This is a grown ass woman talking about a child, by the way, a child. And obviously her remarks about black community and how some other council members have sold their soul for aligning with the black community. And this is the same woman who is trying to run for office and touting her, oh, I'm Latina, I'm this, I'm that, I'm I'm here for the community, I'm helping the community bull crap, right? Like every other politician out there. And it just got me to thinking, like, why do black children are why are they not given the same, the same leeway or the same grace as other children? They have a right to, to make mistakes. They have a right to be kids. Kids throw tantrums. Kids are shitty people. And I'm saying that because I'm a parent. I'm allowed to say that. My kid was very shitty when he was a, when he was a child. He was very naughty. And that's what kids do. They're growing and still trying to find themselves. And they get pissed. And they, things annoy them. They don't have patience. They are allowed to make mistakes. But for some reason, if a, if a Black child messes up, all of a sudden he needs to be taken to the back and his ass needs to be whooped. Why? Why can't we just give them grace to be kids and, and to learn? It really just breaks my heart. We, we see it in, in classrooms these days where black kids are treated completely different than their white counterparts. If they have any sort of behavioral issues, all of a sudden it's they're aggressive. They're, they're this, they're that. They're labeled this. They're labeled you know unintelligent. But if a white kid has that same problem, it's, oh, he just, he's just being a kid. He's just going through growing pains. He'll be all right. They're allowed to make mistakes. I'm just really, really hurt that, that, first of all, a grown-ass woman would even think that about a child, let alone a Black child. Why is it that's the only phrase that you can, you, you can call him? This isn't the first time we've seen that and we've heard that, of how Hispanics see Black people. What are your thoughts?
0: When I first heard the story, I imagine in my mind the child was a little bit older, like seven or eight, because I'm like, you're not talking about a two year old. And that's how old he was when it happened. Because the thing that bothered yes, you're me you right. The, the, most... the
1: child was two at the time. And he's maybe four or five now. I don't. Nope. Right. Three, maybe three. I think he's four now because it happened like a year and a half ago. So, but at the time it happened, the child was two. Thank you.
0: So what really bothered me and because I have my own niece and nephew and I see what they do, there's nothing that could make me hit them, especially that age. I mean, what could they possibly do other than cry? That would be the most they could do at that age. And what bothered me the most in the recording was she said beat down. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't say like discipline him or something that would be appropriate for a two year old. She said beat down as if black children should be abused and mistreated and this is the language that they understand this is what we have to give to them abuse mm-hmm. and mistreatment
1: violence and is the only is the only language they understand
0: or is yeah it's is the only thing that that we want to give them because we don't want to really treat them like children we need to treat them as as animals and that's what that was really hurtful about like the calling him a little monkey that that was that was the racism, but saying he needs to be beaten down. That was the mistreatment that this is how we view you. This is how we want to treat you. Like you said, we don't want to give you a chance to be children. We don't want to give you a chance to be innocent. You're not innocent. You're something we need to beat down. She even said like, she's he's raising him like a little white child. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? You mean like he's tre- he's treating him like a child, like he's innocent, like he can do no wrong at this age in his life. Other than be a child. What does that mean? Like if this was, a person of any other age i might be willing to look the other way but what it told me is that you don't look at our children and see children Mm -hmm. you don't see like innocence in them and that's the sad part like y'all don't see innocence in our children racism doesn't allow you to see our innocence even as children and that's the that's the deeper message that's That's the underlying problem
1: absolutely that's a deeper conversation a deeper a a twisted human being like what this is a child
0: yeah like there's there's like you don't see any sort of humanity in our children you and the the word beat down is like i'm going to take him to the back to beat him down like you don't have any sort of compassion for our children no sort of sympathy. You're not going to show them any sort of humanity. They just need to be beaten down. I can never imagine myself saying that about any child. I'm at a loss to this, and I remember this one occasion where I was like tutoring somebody. They happened to be from a, you know, South American country. I think it was Colombia, and he said to me, you know, in his country they're very racist, especially to black people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't take any offense to it, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's kind of the way they tell you it is like it doesn't compare to the racism that you would see here in america
1: Hmm.
0: it's it's more overt in some of those places and it's like you don't want to believe the worst you really you you want to think that it's not really how it is if you actually go down there they're actually more nicer nicer than you think but then when somebody's telling you like it is and when it's exposed and it's when it's recorded and you get to see it it gives credibility that yeah you guys are a different breed of racism out here and we don't know why we didn't we didn't do anything to you but the truth is that's always been the case like every instance of black people being oppressed we haven't done anything to anyone
1: yeah
0: it's like it's crazy i was thinking about this the other day and i'm like you're like when it comes to people from the middle east facing any sort of discrimination that's due to 9/11 for asians it was pearl harbor Around the time of World War II, the attack on Pearl Harbor, and recently because of COVID. COVID. It was something that yeah. precipitated that discrimination and period of hate. And then over time it went away. But black people, like, we we came here, we didn't hurt anybody. Y'all was you put us in chains, you segregated us. You came to you us. Still mad at us. Right. You like we didn't like do anything to deserve this hatred, but we're always the recipient of it. And i'm I'm tired of trying to understand why i just accept it for what it is you know i'm not going to give anybody the benefit of the doubt the moment you show me your true colors the moment you show me how you really feel that's how i'm going to judge you from that day forward i'm not going to try to find common ground i'm not going to try to change your heart i feel like that's always been our default position as black people we find out somebody doesn't like us like us we find out somebody is racist And our default is to find common ground, change your heart. I'm not wasting my time doing any of that. I'm not going to try to understand where it comes from. I'm not going to try to be like, no, I I don't care. I don't don't need to find common ground. You made your position clear. And that's how I'm going to keep moving. And from now on, like, I don't need you. If you look at our children as something to beat down, oh, I don't need you. That's where I draw the line right there. I don't care how much power you have, how much influence. I don't need you. I will never yeah. be on your side. If you're on the left, I'm going to be on the right. You're on the right. I'm on the left. That's how it is from now on.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree with everything you just said. It, it's no secret that Hispanics have always had this animosity towards black people. So as Asians, it's just other minority groups don't necessarily like black people. And on the flip side, Some, you know, black people might not necessarily be too kosher with uh, Hispanics and Asians as well. It's just prejudices and biases all around. And it's really, really sad. And what really annoys me and bugs me the most is we don't need to bring children into this. That's like the one line that you don't cross. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you can say whatever you want to me. You can say whatever you want about me, about this or that or that but when it comes to my my children like i have multiple (laughs) when it comes to my child that is where i draw the line i don't care who you are and i feel the same way with other people you can say whatever you want when it comes to like children you don't speak on them at all you should see their. you should be able to see their humanity like you said and the fact that you don't see their humanity says so much about the type of person you are it really says a lot about who you are. They get fussy, especially at that age. They get cranky. They get fu- at any age, they get fussy. They get cranky. Maybe they've been on the float too long. They cry. They told tantrums. I can't tell you how many times when my, my child was younger, he lit, I would take him to the store and he literally would have a tantrum in the middle of the store. All Here's children do that. All of them. Here's the thing.
0: you We're making it seem as though it was the child's behavior that made her say that. Like, that wasn't the reason you were bothered by his race. You were bothered that he was just there. Yeah. Who do you think he was doing? You think he was crying for like a, a half hour, throwing, yeah. raising hell, like tearing the floats down? No, he was two years old. He probably had a tantrum for about thirty seconds. It was just your excuse to to hate him even more. Like, like I've we've all seen children throw a tantrum. How how long does it last? his parents couldn't control him or something like what are you where are you talking about like this kid was you're you're making a sound as though this kid was like shoplifting and he needs to be down he wasn't doing anything you just correct me
1: if i'm wrong didn't she also say in the recording that the the white guy had no business raising a black child
0: i can't remember that i remember something along the lines of he's the fourth black councilman by somebody okay but I'm not giving it a pass, no sort of understanding or rationalizing like the kid was, was upset. So what? That wasn't the reason you said that. The kid probably could have been in his best behavior and he still would have said something.
1: That's true. That's true. You're so right. I'm
0: not giving it a pass. Like you said, we're going to draw the line at our kids. If you don't see any innocence in our kids, any humanity, then as far as I'm concerned, we're enemies. Because what you're saying to me, as far as I can tell, is that you don't see my kids as worth protecting, but worth punishing and beating down. And mm-hmm. there can be no reconciliation, no friendship, no alliance, nothing like that. And I don't think it's all Hispanic groups or Asian groups, but I'm not wasting my time trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try to figure out whether you're a good person or a bad person. You'll just show me when you're ready. That's, that's my position in all of this. It's not our job to figure out who likes us, who doesn't who's good, who's bad. I'm not going to have it in my mind that other groups just hate us, whether it's Latino, Asian, Middle Eastern, whatever. It's just not my job to figure out whether you do. It's not my job to figure out whether you are a good person. You'll show it and I'll act accordingly. And when you show me that you're a good person, I'll appreciate it. I'll embrace it. If you show me you're a bad person, I'll act accordingly too. Um, I think again, like Black people, we've wasted our time trying to figure out who likes us, who's on our side. As far as I'm concerned, if you can make comments about beating down our children and not seeing their innocence, you're not on our side. We're not friends. We're never going to be friends. And that's the mindset that we should have. And I think we would do a lot better if we stop trying to change people's, people's hearts and be fighting the wrong battles. Like the people who are for us, they're going to be for us. They're going to stand with us. We don't have to convince them of anything. You know, that's all I want to say on that. I do believe that there's good people in every community and they will show up. The ones that are not good, they will expose themselves at some point.
1: Very well said. All right, let's move on to our open topic. Is there anything on your mind that you wish to discuss, talk about, bring to the forefront?
0: I am still on Kanye. I am still on Kent, on Candace. I mean, that's still a, a topic on my mind. We got Black Panther coming up.
1: Oh, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. I got my ticket. I got did? my oh,
0: okay. Yes, I do. All right. Opening
1: night, baby. Taking a boy. We going.
0: I told. I think I told you I was planning on boycotting, right?
1: Oh, God. Name a movie you're not boycotting. And why does it got to be the Black movies well, you're, boy- you're boycotting? I don't understand this. Okay. Got-
0: Listen, it's one of those things about solidarity, about representation, and my disappointment with Black Panther two is the lack of black men. I you know, we had um, Mbaku?
1: Isn't Mbaku a black man?
0: How do you have one in Wakanda?
1: I'm sure there, there's other black men there. I'm sure there are other ones there too.
0: Can you name them?
1: Mbaku. Hey,
0: let's, let's, let's be real, like. <laughs> they're not going to have a significant role. They're not going to have a talking role. They're going to stand there just to look pretty. Like the whole movie is pretty clear that it's going to revolve around the women, which wouldn't be bad. If the comic book was centered around the women, but it's centered around T'Challa. Who's not with us.
1: I think they should have not cancel it. I think they, I, you know what? I see how, How they were put in a difficult situation because you don't want to recast too soon because he you know at the at the time they were filming Chadwick just passed away and then recasting him would have been just way too soon right so I feel like they should do this movie right see what maybe Shuri or whoever puts on the the Black Panther suit temporarily until we have T'Challa a recast and come in it, it doesn't seem like that's going to be a, it because there seemed to be like a funeral scene so they're going to address his passing away but i still think they should have re- they should recast the role maybe bring in i don't know a lost nephew or somebody killmonger i don't know somebody
0: but that's the thing it's, see the thing that if you read the comic book it wasn't male like he has plenty of male uncles and brothers that were in the comic book before Shuri or the Dora Milaje, so it boggles my mind that Ryan Coogler didn't have those seeds initially in the movie. Because and I and I've said this before well, on don't the think show, I they were
1: planning on T'Challa, po- T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman passing away.
0: And I, that's a whole other issue about how wh- whether or not they knew he was he had cancer or not. But the idea, again, is that Black Panther was the first black male hero, the first time a black man in that genre was not a sidekick who was as intelligent as Tony Stark and Mm -hmm. Reed Richards. He was intellectually on par with them. You know, he was physically on par with Captain America trading blows and he was a king and he protected his kingdom. So that was where he got his morals from. Like right. this is a this is a character that was created during the civil rights movement, during the time of Dr. King's morals, mm-hmm. Malcolm X's intellect, mm-hmm. uh, Muhammad Ali's physical prowess. You don't think that Black Panther was based on these men or or some of these men around that era? And then when they finally give us a movie, he has none of those qualities. Like he's introduced, like he's the sidekick to Shuri. Like The first time we see Shuri, she's giving him a middle finger, but she won't see that done for Batman, Superman. Like You never see the women around them insult and disrespect them. When Lois Lane sees Superman for the first time, she's in awe. She's like, oh, wow, oh. Back in the 80s, when they had Christopher Reeves as Superman, there's a scene where Lois Lane is in lingerie waiting to interview this man. And in the first movie, he's just reduced. And I said, who did they make this movie for? Because it wasn't to inspire young black boys. It wasn't to do that. When Marvel made his first 17 films about white male heroes, you could tell who they're trying to influence and shape young white boys. They give us our movie. We're not on par or, or Black Panther is not written to the quality that he should be. And then we lose Chadwick Boseman, and the fact that the movie can continue without him is symbolic of how the black community can continue without their men. And this is why I'm very adamant about this. When they say they they don't need our men, they're saying they don't need us. When they're saying they don't need our women, they're saying they don't need us. An, An insult to one of us should be an insult to all of us. Somebody should have said, if they don't have our men in this film, we don't want it. We don't care how much money it makes. We need to make sure that everybody in the black community feels important, but they're not letting it happen. And they're going to give you a bunch of excuses about why they couldn't do it. XYZ, like throughout the entire Marvel movies, there's not one, not one powerful black male hero, not one, especially if he, if he's heterosexual. Like, he's not intelligent, powerful, moral, like nothing. I hear you. But I'm likely going to still see the movie. Because <laughs> I, I saw that trailer. That trailer that was trailer strong. Was hot. That um, trailer was strong. Because I was dead set. I'll be like, no, no. But then that trailer, I'm like, okay, yeah, Ryan, Ryan's good at what he does, though. Yeah. But.
1: Well, I mean, let's wait to see what, what the movie does, and how it let's wait until it comes out, and then we can discuss. you know we'll 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 definitely talk about it when it comes out. We'll give our thoughts and our opinions and what we think and all that. So make sure you tune in for that when the movie does come out. I believe it comes out November was it tenth? November tenth or November eleventh one of them. And we'll give you guys our reactions, our spoiler loaded reactions. So if you have not seen the movie before you watch our or before you listen to our spoiler uh review please make sure you do so we don't give anything away or spoil it for you but we will be talking about it and let's let's see let's see how it it might not be as bad as we think they might even surprise us with the new black panther who happens to be a man and we don't we just don't know everyone is speculating everyone is saying this or that and you know marvel is very very good at keeping secrets and and surprising their fans so we don't know
0: well that's the thing like I know the movie's gonna be good.
1: Like, and I'm excited no for the the underwater, the talek talic tele- is it telecom telekin telecan. So I'm I'm ready for that. Ready for that underwater Nemo- Namor Namor? Namor. Yeah. yeah. So it, it looks like it's gonna be great.
0: Yeah, I have no doubt it's gonna be great. I already know in my heart it's gonna be great. It may even surpass the first movie. It's just mm-hmm. against me the fact that we can continue this story without our men that's one of the, our real world problems in our community that we don't need our men we don't need them we can keep going and it's like oh why am i here then
1: you're right okay anything else that is all all right well do
0: you want me to close out or should you do it
1: do you think you got it because last week was terrible <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I've, I've greatly improved, but in conclusion, thanks for joining, joining us this episode. Please subscribe and rate the podcast. Your support is so appreciated. Follow us on social media at the Foreign Lady Podcast. Thank you and good night.
1: Woohoo! Thank you and good night. <laughs> yeah. I, <did> that <laughs> I love it. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Foreign Lady.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to rate, like, and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast.
1: Follow us on social media at The Foreign Lady Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Email us at theforeignladypodcast at gmail.com. See See you you next time. time.